Well, this is all very new and exciting, isn't it? A brand new year brings along with it a brand new podcast and a brand new business. Myself, Luke Barry and Rob Hansford are here to hopefully change the world in our very own unique way. Welcome to Manoia and welcome, Rob, to the first ever episode of the Manoia podcast. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, well, starting out a business like this, it's uh, very, very different from what we've done before, but uh, it's, it's an exciting challenge and uh, yeah, can't wait to get it started. Now, over the course of the next, hopefully, 45 minutes, we're going to explain a little bit more about what we're doing, what, what the company aims to do, why we're doing this. But to start off with, Rob, I think it's probably a good idea if we explain a little bit about our own personal backgrounds, because we think it's very important that you get to know us just as much as we want to get to know you over the next coming months and hopefully years as well. Originally, in this running order, I will fess up here. I had myself first, but that's incredibly rude of me to have attempted that when I'm hosting this podcast. So Rob, we will start with you first. I've known you for how many years now? Probably more than we think actually. Um, But just give everybody a bit of a flavour from young Rob Hansford to to Rob today. What what your life's been like, what your interests are at and how you've ended up where you are now. (laughs) How long have we got? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Well, I suppose, yeah, I mean, I grew up from a very young age being completely obsessed with motorsport um you know my my dad and my granddad were were both into bikes my dad was a huge huge f1 fan and uh yeah kind kind of stemmed from there really you know growing up i I remember like watching sort of first race on tv when i was probably about like four or five years old and uh just hooked every you know every every sunday my my background predominantly was uh f1 um in terms of interest but as I as I grew up, it very quickly broadened into the likes of uh, bikes and rally and basically any, anything that had a had an engine on. I was kind of I was kind of there and and, and keen to watch it really. Um, but yeah, so going going through sort of those those early years, you know, school years, teen years, that 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 was you know most people knew me for my obsession over motorsport. Um, but my career never, didn't actually go into. I didn't. I didn't go into motorsport when I started out uh, with a career. I actually went into went into the insurance industry. And before you all batter me over the head, yes, it's uh, it was one of those. Well, you know that 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 does have a link to motorsport. It's something that a lot of people don't particularly like about motorsport. It's maybe an added expense that some find frustrating. But I'm going to give you a tenuous link there, Rob, and say that motorsport's been a theme of your life from from day dot. But I, I, I'm, I'm actually curious where this goes because I've heard some things about your, your sort of history here, and probably things we can't actually say on a podcast. To be fair, <laughs> so uh, I'm curious what comes here. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, my, my insurance career went into uh, fraud investigation on property claims. So, um, as you can probably imagine, uh, some interesting stories, some interesting situations, and some very colourful people. Um, but to be honest, you know, it's one of those. I don't really like to talk about it too much, but on the other side, I feel like it has to be spoken about uh, to sort of like raise awareness. But health kind of hit me hard on, um, so ended up sort of deciding to follow my dreams, if you like. Um, I yeah had an illness, ulcerative colitis, so um, that got to a point where I was kind of told that uh, you know I'd have surgery and yeah potential potential issues on sort of uh what i could do with my life thankfully it's not inhibited me too much but going through kind of like emergency surgeries and things like that sort of 
caused a re-evaluation of what I wanted to, to get out of life. And yeah, as I said earlier, my, my passion and my obsession has always been motorsport and I've always wanted to kind of be involved in the industry. So um, I tried to turn my hand at, at writing and uh, it turned out, yeah, the uh, autosport thought I wasn't, wasn't too shabby and uh, put me on their academy, which is where I first met you. It is, yeah. I remember you were one of the last intakes, weren't you, I think? Or maybe were you the I final was, intake? I was the final intake of the Autosport Academy, yeah. For those that aren't aware, before we get to the, the rest of Rob's story, the Autosport Academy was set up by Matt Beer, who's been a friend and a bit of a mentor to both of us. And it's unearthed, I think, lots of really... And it sounds like being big-headed, doesn't, doesn't it? Because we're a part of it. But <laughs> some really quality journalists. I think the most obvious ones are potentially over at the race. You've got the likes of Scott Mitchell, Malm, everybody like that. So it really did... It, it was like the go-to place to to be if you were an aspiring motorsport journalist like we were. So, yeah, that was an incredible honour for you, I suspect. From And I have to say, I've got a lot of respect for you for this. And arguably, it's actually similar to what we're both doing now with this new venture here at Manoia is you took a leap of faith you backed yourself you trusted yourself and you went for it which is it reaped the rewards for you yeah I kind of took the approach that you know you only live once and you don't know how long you're going to be around for so why not why not just take a punt and and see where you end up um and yeah thankfully it it panned out as you said obviously yeah Matt Beard you know it's extremely helpful and still is today in terms of sort of helping uh you know not only sort of mentor and sort of teach me how to put together and construct strong stories and go looking for them, but also in terms of our opportunities that uh, career opportunities that came after it. So, um, yeah, I ended up obviously freelancing, uh, at Autosport for a while, um, mainly on WRC actually covering up some of the rally reports. Um, and then from there I ended up, um, going on to, to the race and, and freelancing at the race and I still do still do some or have been doing some freelance there recently uh, and I spent a year was it a year and a half working alongside you at Dirtfish um, which obviously gave the worst me... year and a half he had to put up with me for a year and a half and he's chosen to have more of that in his life <laughs> so to be honest Rob I'm starting to question your judgment there yeah I'm a sucker for punishment <laughs> you know what that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's, it's one of those it's um yeah, great, great time at Dirtfish, great time of the race, but I kind of always wanted to build something as my own. And, you know, we've, uh, I had a, well, I have got a, a print magazine that um, we launched, which has kind of um, been been doing all right for itself called called the Pit Stop Magazine. And uh, I built that from from scratch with a colleague called Brian. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of been a case of just slowly growing through the industry and, and getting to know people. Um, but yeah now now it's a chance for for Manoia really um and there's a really excited because it's very different to anything out there which we'll go into more in detail uh shortly but um it kind of yeah encompasses all of all of my passions and interests into one um and I'm kind of yeah really excited to see where it goes yeah it is I think particularly for for you because that's thing you didn't really mention here as well we can get into but Rob has a very deep-rooted passion for sort of the watch industry as well so this is like the perfect cross-section for him my backstory if i can just take a few minutes is probably far more boring than yours if i'm honest um a lot less varied <laughs> a bit more one-dimensional um argu- arguably this is the biggest sort of change i've made really ever to be honest it probably is actually um but i grew up uh 
effectively just a motorsport obsessive. I didn't have anybody in the, the family that was connected to it as such. Nobody competed or marshaled or anything like that. But we did grow up in an area where, and I honestly, I bore myself saying this. If anyone that does know me, you know what I'm about to say here. It's the Jim Clark rally <laughs> in the south of Scotland. Um, but that was on literally on my doorstep. So for a closed road event like that, it literally will take over the area for the weekend. So you kind of have two options. You can either leave for the weekend, go on a bit of a mini break, go and see family elsewhere, or you kind of stay and embrace it. Because, I mean, you could stay at home when it's on, but it, it does it prohibits what you can do otherwise, what you would normally do. So thankfully for me, my parents chose the second option and we would always go out and watch it. So I have very vivid memories of standing out at two or three years old in the cold, I should say cold. It was summers. So it can't have been that bad. Um, well, Scotland rallies are always so. cold to it. <laughs> Scotland, yeah. So yeah, possibly not the warmest ever. But yeah, I'd stand out. And the weirdest thing is, I was actually terrified of the cars, like petrified, like screaming my head off because of how loud they were. So if I didn't have any little headphones on, um, and there's lots of little camcorder videos of me and my twin brother, we're sat there with our just our fingers planted in our ears because we're too scared by the screaming sound of these Formula 2 kit cars. And now I just want to shake myself. I'm like, why aren't you embracing this more? It's, <laughs> this was a, an amazing era. But but this is where my sort of, yeah, it's where it was a, a passion that was always with me, I think. Allegedly, and I say allegedly because I was far too young to confirm this for myself, but I met me and my brother. His colour was always red and mine was blue because as two twin boys, you kind of have to have something that differentiates you when you're younger because otherwise you look very similar. So we'd often wear the same things, but he'd be in red and I'd be in blue or sometimes yellow. But because of that, um, we were born in 97. So if anyone that knows your, your F1, Rob, you'll probably maybe see where this is coming now. Uh, he was always nicknamed Schumacher and I was Villeneuve because of the red <laughs> of Ferrari and the blue of Williams. So I came out on top of that one. If you are listening, Hayden, um, that, <laughs> there you go. although he, he he was born first, so actually it's confusing. But anyway, to stretch that analogy too far. It's also quite um, depressing yeah, I, hearing that. What, because I was born in 97? Yeah. Well, but, well, I didn't ask, him, tell you what, Rob, we'll let, you, we'll let the listeners guess how old you are. I wouldn't out you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't possibly wouldn't dream of explaining the age difference between you and I. Um, it's one year, obviously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so for me, it was always mainly rallying. I must be honest, but there was always a conscious interest in in other sides, but it was rallying that really gripped me. At this time as well, in, in the UK where I was growing up, we had Colin McRae and Richard Burns both at the forefront, so the TV coverage was always very good. Um, so it's kind of, even if I wasn't watching it live myself, there'd be stuff on the TV. And it was always something that I would get to experience every year because I was lucky enough to live in an area where there was a rally. So I didn't have to travel to see it, which was... Actually, when I look back at it, a really big bonus. Um, really lucky in that regard, actually, to have that so accessibly. But it kind of got to the point where... I don't actually remember when I had the brainwave. But, you know, in life, you get all this pressure when you go through school and everyone's like, what do you want to do with your life? And it's such a big question because I don't think anybody always really knows anyway, regardless of how old you get, even if you think you know. So to think about that when you're like 14, 15, 16, and everything around you is changing, your body's changing, all this kind of stuff, is very big pressure. Um, but I, I kind of stumbled across the idea of journalism. And I don't remember ever having an active thought of, I'm going to make it, or I want to be involved in rallying. But I guess it was always something that, I wished I could do because it was my biggest passion but to actually end up making a living from that was crazy 
Um, but it's funny when you look back at it, it sort of makes more sense than I realise. Like I was doing when I was in my younger teenage years, I was making little videos, like just putting music over WRC highlights and stuff and just creating videos. So I was always more creative than I think I realised. Um, so it got to the point where I kind of discovered all these university campuses and, uh, not campuses, what's the word of prospectuses? That's it for the books of all the courses and stuff. I was looking through them and journalism just kind of worked. So I gave it a shot. Um, and at this point, because I realised I was going to do that, I was trying to build up work experience. So you're, you're, I'm going on about myself a lot here, aren't I? This is main character syndrome problem alert. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll speed this up. But I, I was looking around trying to get different bits of work experience just to sort of make my application stronger. And I did work for a very sort of localised magazine in Scotland called Faster Scotland. And the guy that, that ran that, Joey, he happened to know somebody called Neil Shanks, who actually, embarrassingly, Neil, if you are what, uh, listening, I do apologise for not knowing this. I'm not sure if he's still on the committee for the Scottish Championship, but certainly at the time he was part of the organising team behind the Scottish Rally Championship. And Joey found out that the Scottish Rally Championship needed a new press officer because somebody called Robin Wiley, he'd been doing it for years, could no longer do it. And somehow at 18 years old, that was me, I got this chance to become the press officer of the Scottish Championship. So I was already kind of in at 18, which is mental when I think about it now. Um, but that that was me, and it all kind of snowballed a little bit from there. As Rob mentioned, I also managed to get myself into the Autosport Academy. Um, I was, what year was that? 2017? So maybe a couple of years before Rob got in, I was in there. That gave you lots of freelance opportunities with associated brands like Autosport and Motorsport News which is where I ended up having my first full-time job in this industry. Worked there for a year, and actually, it was that was the job, the job I always wanted, was to be the rally man for MN. The sad thing for me was I got that job in 2020, when there weren't really very many rallies at all. So that was a shame. But at that same point, I managed to... Well, I'd been told about uh, the sort of rise of a media project by Matt Beer, and that media project happened to be Dirtfish, so I was always actually involved there right from the very start. And the very first weekend, I was the guy that was covering the, the rally reports for, for Dirtfish. But my commitment to that company kind of grew a little bit. Uh, got a full-time job there in 2021. And that's, if anybody listening to this does know me, that's potentially probably where you may know me from. I spent a good three years after that working full-time on the project until I decided to join Rob here at Manoia for for this year which brings us on very neatly Rob and I've, it's a very strange note actually I've written on this planning order it's very very basic it says what is Manoia well before, before genuinely we, before we get into what is on. Manoia I'd say that you have missed out a very a very uh, crucial point here and that you know you, you've played yourself down a little bit in that you know saying oh, I'm just, oh, no. just a rally journalist but it's worth pointing out that you are uh, an award-winning journalist aren't you now yeah, but now you've made it awkward to me. What what, what do I say to that? <laughs> what, do I, what can I say to that? But that, in fairness, uh, I, to be fair, I'd actually forgotten about that, which is quite bad. But I tend to gloss over these kind of things. But it was, yeah, that that was, it was the Motorsport UK Young Journalist of the Year Award. So that was something that, it comes with huge esteem because of who's won it, but there's a bit of a, a cash prize to it as well, which I won't lie, was quite appealing. Um but yeah, it's a tremendous honour to have that. Actually, as we sit and record, I'm now sitting looking at the little trophy on my uh, IKEA shelf 
So it, it's standing on its own. I don't have any other trophies, but it's still there next to some football shirts, would you believe? So, yeah, I need to sort that presentation out a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's there. Um, and that, that was a cool evening, to be fair. Um, just walking around, there was so, the, like, it was the who's who of motorsport in that room that evening. And um, I think I'd maybe underestimated just who was invited to it. So that was quite cool. The Night of Champions, they called it. So I was definitely a bit of a fraud um, last January. Well, there we are. talking of a bit of a fraud, I mean, this is obviously in jest, but, uh, you know, you got behind the wheel as well, didn't you, this year? Or last year, even. <sighs> you're not... <laughs> You're not meant to give me an opportunity to talk about this, either, <laughs> Rob. Because <laughs> it's becoming my personality. But yes, to, to go full circle, I ended up doing the Jim Clark Rally as a driver. And as Rob knows, because he's one of my good mates, I don't really stop talking about it very much. So I'm going to try and not embark upon that here with you, dear listener. I won't bore you to death with my, with my experience. But rest assured, if you ever have the chance to do something like that, just do it. Honestly, it probably was a really silly financial decision for me to make. But I still talk about it. I'll, I'll always remember it. So there's there's that line in, in life, isn't it? You kind of have to sometimes just go for it and treat yourself. Obviously within reason. If I couldn't have afforded to do it, which I barely could, then I couldn't. But I just about managed to scrape it. And it's as Rob was saying earlier, you do only live once. I thought, how many other times might I get this opportunity? You can't just always wait until next year because you don't always know if there's going to be a next year or where you might be in that year. So... Yeah, if that's one thing, of, one bit of wisdom we can impart on you over this first podcast, I guess, is always just shoot for what you want to do in life. I think it is genuinely really, really important if you can. Um, but yeah, we, we took a bit more detouring about me there, so sorry, that was far too long. Nobody's <laughs> that interested in somebody like me. But yeah, Rob, just explain to everybody, hopefully you have all seen the launch video, which has given you some kind of a flavour. But just right from the very start, because this was, this was your brainchild initially, wasn't it, Rob? So... What is Manoia? That's yes, it's a good question, isn't it? It's um, I mean, when I was when I was a kid, I suppose watches played a a big a big part for me. Um, in terms of you know, if we if we're out in the shops, things like that, I would always make a beeline for the jewelers and be staring through the glass window, stare looking at all these uh, amazing watches. Um, and yeah, it really, they, they watches just really captured my imagination, and it it wasn't even about the price tags or having a flashy watch or anything like that. Um, it was more about the designs or what they meant. You know, a lot of the watches I've got now, I'd, I'd say the majority of them, um, all have some kind of sentimental value to me. Uh, there's always like a meaning behind the watch that kind of means something to me. So um, it's it's that kind of aspect that sort of really really draws me in with the watches. Um, and that's kind of where the idea for sort of Manoia came about was, you know, motorsport inspired watches, you know, watches that, um, are, you know, celebrate things that happen in motorsport that actually mean something to, to the person wearing it. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say we're not a, we're not a watch brand, are we? It's uh, I wouldn't say we're specifically a watch brand. At the end of the day, we're storytellers. Um, and that's why we've put on um like a media media arm as, as well um it's something different no no one's out there producing this um what we want to be doing is telling stories in every single form so for us that's through podcasts like this through the video through editorial uh, and also through the watches um everything we we plan on producing at manoia will be telling stories uh, from the motorsport industry um and that is you know that yeah that is everything we, we want to be so all of our watches will be you know motorsport inspired and, and telling different stories um and and bringing it back to life for, for 
the people you know wearing them and we're, we're really hoping i guess just to add to create a, a community feel in what we do as well and i know that can probably very easily be mistaken for just classic business jargon but we do generally mean that like for, for us as, as rob said he was he grew up inspired by watches for me it actually there's something that i've never really grown to appreciate too much um but i love the idea of having something tangible having something you can collect having something that as rob said means something tells a story means something it may be a subtle thing that maybe your mate doesn't know about but if you know what it means that's that's all that matters we we want these to hopefully inspire you as much as we have been inspired by by what's sort of led to the design as a bit of clunky wording but hopefully that (laughs) does make sense obviously there will be an element of us obviously making decisions as the two guys are at the helm of this brand but we really do want you to be included in this on on our journey to to us we're trying to create a a new space a new way of doing things a a sort of a a hub if you like and and, and rob mentioned it there obviously the the media side of things that's where i'll front up probably no huge surprise for anybody particularly given the background of myself that i explained but that's where my expertise will lie it's probably going to be my area of of concern and i'm really hoping to create something a little bit different a little bit more as as rob said about the stories rather than just the news if that makes sense there will be news elements to what we do and what we cover but we're far more interested in why how the thoughts behind that opinions about that all this kind of stuff It, it we are just looking to try and be a bit more left field i guess than than maybe the norm because it's what interests us fundamentally rob called us storytellers and that's what i like to think we both are quite good at what we're both interested in what we both enjoy and hopefully uh you'll enjoy it as well there there is no one of of risk as anything as as we're starting up a, a new company but i think it's fair to say mate we're both very quite excited at what could happen in the future yeah and as you said you know this what we want to build is essentially you know it's a community isn't it um we want people to be not just watching the journey they want people to be part of the journey and and be involved and you know we're going to be you know announcing things um over the course of you know the the next month or so that will allow you to to get fully involved of you know being part of of Manoy's journey um and that's what it's all about for me you know I think you would agree like you know sitting around chatting motorsport and being involved in motorsport with other like-minded people is just there's nothing quite like it is there so it's about having you know having that and embracing everybody that, that has a passion for motorsport um and giving people you know the, the space to talk about it as well as obviously being able to enjoy it through through the watches um and you know with the media side as we said it's not yeah we're looking to produce content that is very different that 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 exists um you know sorry very different to the content that exists out there it's, it's, it's going to be a very different style something that i'd say doesn't really get get done um so um it is exciting um but we're also we're not afraid to have feedback so if things aren't working or you like things you know you have a, a vision for how things could be different then you know by all means get in touch we're not we're not afraid to hear your your thoughts and opinions even from right from the outset even of things like you would just like to see or would you know it's 
that that's the whole point of this really isn't it is is to kind of have that that community aspect yeah i'd go even further than that i would say it's not a case of not being afraid i'd say we're actively encouraging that from the get-go so even if it's simple as you say rob shouldn't be working with luke get him fired get him out the door then <laughs> I'll, I'll welcome that feedback of what i consider my next move so any generally anything you reckon because as rob said we, we want you to be part of this just as much as as we are next on our list of things to talk about was why are we doing this we've actually kind of covered that really i think in all of that unless anything rob you think we've missed out that the wonderful listeners do need to know about but i, I think for now as a as a tease because there's not too much we can say yet <clears throat> there are things coming that we can't <clears throat> necessarily talk about from the outset but i think that's hopefully a fairly good overview of of where we are and our vision i guess for Manoia. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd agree. As I say, I think there's, um, you know, we've got a lot of exciting things to be announcing over the next few weeks or so. Um, so just, just keep your eyes peeled and, and keep tuning in. But in terms of what you can already look forward to, hopefully you've all managed to have a look around our website, manoyawatches.com. If you haven't, obviously, please, if you get the chance, have a have a look around, see what's already up there. There is plenty more to come. We're going to have a bit of a primary focus on rallying to begin with because spoiler alert that's where our first two timepieces will be based but we are not going to lock ourselves off to one area of motorsport you will see the odd column from other series and actually that should hopefully increase over time as well but i guess one of the immediate focuses we'll have from the media side at least will be the upcoming rally monte carlo which obviously is next week it's really not far away um the world rally championship does start a lot earlier than other motorsport series which is good for us because it gives us something to get our teeth stuck into right away but as i said do keep your eyes peeled for plenty of multimedia content on the site but rob in terms of what we're looking forward to most and I'm potentially putting you a little bit on the spot here, but I'll speak very slowly and very considered to give you a bit of a chance to think about it. But, And I've not set, um, in the questioning in our plan, I haven't actually set a time scale here. So this can be what you're looking forward to most in the next week, the next month, the next year, the next five years, who knows. But in terms of what we're about to do with Manoya, what are you looking forward to most? Well, what's really getting you excited well, about this I project? Mean- yeah, getting the getting these watches are you know officially launched and out in the public domain. You know, I'm look, looking forward to put it out there. Obviously, it's a it's a bit bit scary not knowing what people's reactions is um, is going to be. But I I think yeah that that you know that's our flagship piece of of what we're what we're producing here at Menorah, isn't it? Is you know these motorsport inspired inspired watches. Um, so yeah, I'm looking looking forward to getting them out there into the marketplace, unveiling them properly. Um, as as Luke said, you know we're starting off in uh, the rally inspired watches um, with kind of a, a story that combines the two watches that um, I think would be sort of synonymous for a lot of people uh, and invoke a, a lot of great memories. Um, but yeah, and and seeing seeing how seeing how it grows from there really for me it's it's the challenge isn't it you know it's we know starting a brand like this is is not going to be easy it's not going to be straightforward but to be honest as luke knows i'm someone that loves the challenge uh and i i yeah just can't uh can't wait just to obviously get get properly stuck in do you know one thing we haven't mentioned as well actually and it's kind of bad that i haven't thought about this but you mentioning that community aspect again did remind me if you want to be i guess a more 
advanced member of the community is that the best way to word it i don't know we do we do have a club membership which you can become part of as well rob can you just explain a little bit about that as well it is on our website but for those that haven't seen it guess a little bit about our membership as well yeah i think that's it's worth it's, it's a good point worth following actually a few things about about the watches say anyone that purchases a watch will automatically become a, a full member of um club manoia for, for a year um and obviously that will provide you know exclusive access to the sort of events as well as exclusive content and things like that uh, and giving opportunities to be part of content and to suggest content and 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 uh, really be sort of part of the process in in many ways um but we're also uh, like we have you know been thinking about sustainability as well and obviously that's a real topic isn't it at the moment in especially in the world of motorsport um of how motorsport can be sustainable in the future and it's something that wasn't lost on us either when when we were um obviously in the early stages of planning manoya so uh from our side we'll be planting two trees for every watch purchased um for us it's it is an important element in terms of trying to make sure that the world is sustainable going forward um and i suppose that's a that's a topic in itself isn't it luke of how yeah motorsport can be sustainable and can can still thrive so that's probably a subject for another day um <laughs> yeah, yeah but, uh, there's, there's plenty of avenues there isn't there yeah but i think it just kind of shows that yeah what 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 we're trying to do is is have a have a full rounded approach to everything um and it's it is about giving back you know in terms of giving back to the land in terms of planting the trees and also giving back to you for people that have actually gone out of their way to to purchase our products and purchase memberships you know you don't have to purchase a watch to be a member um you can you can obviously purchase a membership separately and um two tiers of the membership as well you can be an affiliate member which gives you you know certain certain perks um obviously not to the same level as a, as a full member but um there's there's options out there for for people depending obviously on what what's affordable for yourselves and we just want to we want to make this um as accessible for for as many people as possible and for as many people that want to be part of it we're not we're not looking to be a super super high-end exclusive club that is you know limited down to just you know you know 50 people of the highest wealth or anything like that it's, it's a you know we're here for motorsport fans regardless of your background or anything like that it's if you're a motorsport fan you know you have a place in the community yeah and I, I guess just to follow on from that and the bit that i'm most looking forward to is just working with you to be honest working with all of you to hopefully create something very special i've got my own ideas about things that i want us to try and do in terms of how we we tackle certain content in terms of bits of content or subjects of content rather that we focus on but as we've both said already if you have any thoughts or anything you would like to see you know where we're at. Generally anything, anything you'd like to see us do, let me know. And as Rob said, if you're a full member, you could actually be part of creating some of that content as well, which I think is really quite an exciting opportunity. The unfortunate thing is it means you'll have to spend time with me and Rob. But apart from that, it, it shouldn't be too bad. It shouldn't be too bad at all. But and honestly, mate, it's a bit of a shorter podcast than some of the other ones we'll have coming up in the future and we'll have plenty more podcasts and, and varying podcasts as well should i just say as a, a small tease not everything we're going to be doing is contemporary in fact a lot of it probably isn't um so 
without saying too much more, um, there will be different lines of podcasting to look forward to in the future. Hopefully at least one every week from various different topics. So that should give you all plenty to listen to throughout your, your busy lives. And I guess the final thing we should say is welcome to Manoya. Thank you very much for choosing to listen. Thank you very much for coming on board with us on our journey. And we'll be more from us very, very soon. Yeah.